Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. disappointed this week guys we told everyone last week the outtakes were interesting that was the most boring five minutes of my life the challenge is on this uh this podcast this is a top um cam as i said if you were smart the enemies would combine for two seconds for a common good but i, I don't know if I don't know about the first part. I just part don't know if I can outsmart Yoda. I think he's just got a little bit of a... <laughs> I don't know if it's Yoda or uh, um, what's his name from Lord of the Rings. Um, well, I reckon if we can get Yoda to skull, we'll have any, he'll say anything we want. We could actually uh, do a double or nothing, Cam. If actually I take two glasses and I still do not swear at the end, you double up to four and these two guys are oh. there. Sounds like a plan. What have I ever done to you? Brother. Brother. What have I ever done to you? You're the one setting the challenge. So I'll take two glasses. I'm setting the challenge, man. All right. If you skull two glasses, skull them, right, in front of everybody right now, I think that's worth the four anyway. But we we just have to do that then. And we do that double or nothing. I mean, you could actually go to nothing. He's actually actually saying you skull two glasses. No, you skull two glasses right now. And then the bit, I'll take the bit. Oh, no, that's that's dumb. Don't Skull do two glasses. No, TL skulls two glasses. And then if I still can't get him to swear, I've got to pay for four lunches. Ooh. Don't. No, we're not here to h- kill people. All right, go on. Oh, she's saying you can't handle it, TL. She's saying you can't handle it, TL. Let's get serious, right? So a glass is here, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's not a glass. No, 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 no. We're carry-on. It's a carry-on. No, this is this is what we needed to. Uh, <laughs> Where are the lines? No. Carry-on glass. A bottle, a bottle, a bottle is five. A bottle is five glasses, correct? Right. Which means, which means a no, bottle. So you, you, you drink, you skull half that bottle. We're on. No, it's, it's, it's this. I knew, I knew where he was going to no, go. No, no, no. Might as well just get this glass. You're overthinking it. Oh, you have your water. The podcast called Wine and Wisdom, mate. Have your water. While we're talking wine, let's get into it because I'm thirsty, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, more about this. Anyways, I'm going first. Um, this is Swinging Bridge. It's a William J. It's from Orange. So I've decided to go with the New South Wales wine for once because I tend to sort of hang around the Barossa, you know, like that seems to be the the one that I, I'm drawn to every week. So William J. Orange wine should be good. Done. I'm we say orange wine. It's wine... Made from oranges or from orange? If it was made from oranges, it'd be quite <laughs> orange. New South Wales. Okay. I've got something a little bit different uh, this week. I've got a Chardonnay. It's called Isabel. Nice. Um, and it's from uh, New Zealand. Uh, thing about this wine is they only use natural yeast to ferment in the barrels. They don't use any um, cultivated yeast, uh, which means it's got to ferment for a bit longer. A bit more, a bit more flavour. Um, let's see how it goes. It's won a few awards, so hopefully it's good. I'm not a big Chardonnay drinker, so don't know. Is it fourteen degrees? Because isn't that the magic number? Ken? Yeah, I've had it out for a while. It's a two thousand and sixteen. Um, 
and it's, Ooh, it's been out for a while. Be so. nice, except you've chosen organic wine, so you're going to vomit. <laughs> You had the right, you had the right year, but the rest of the crap you just waffled on with means it's going to be terrible. Thomas, there we go. I've got uh, Leo Gate Estate, Hunter Valley. Uh, now that is a uh, 2019. Just you can't say that. that stuff in 2022, brother. I'm sorry. You can't say those types of things in 2022. What's it called? Leo Gate. Yeah, what's it? A black cluster. Oh, oh yeah. That's no, gonna get us kicked off. That's gonna get no, us kicked no. off. Yeah, it's back. It's back cluster. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the good thing is, you guys ever have the time to to go up in a hunter valley? I met these people quite a few years ago. Um, Vicky and um, they they were retirees who decided, hey, do you know what? We're gonna go on to Broke Road and start our own winery. And she's done so many things. They actually won awards with their wine. And I think it was the one before this one. But then now, this last time I drove up, they now got into wedding and they have a, a full range of, uh, what is it? Of cabins on the property. Oh, nice. It'd be very interesting to go and do something over there, you know? Mm. Mm. Or maybe one of, one of our dinners that uh, some people owe. So are we, are we gonna, are we, what about your wine, man? Because we're going to start. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, this bottle came as a gift from one crystal, or not a gift, he lost a bet, from one Christianola. And all I can say is he stole it after how he talks on this podcast because I can't understand a word of it. I was going to say, I can't I even. I don't know what any of it means. And it makes wine. no sense at all. So... I've been told the company is Arbois, Arbois. and it's a 2018 Racolte, which is a Chardonnay from France. But apart from that, I can't pronounce the bloke's name. I don't know what part of France it's from. I asked someone who speaks French. He thought it was Dutch. So <laughs> we're... Um... <laughs> well, no, it's French. It's French. But we if, don't if know. You but... name, if you look at the name underneath, they Dutch. Which so... name? The Rijaco... Rijaco... Jesus Christ, fruit. Okay, so welcome to a little bit of my life. Now you've got some insight to what I live with. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, nice. Are, we, are, we, on? are we on two glasses like this? You got to scull them. No, you don't, don't take it. Scull them. Don't, don't, don't take it. the bait, Thomas. Cheers. Oh, you are soft. Mm. Cheers. That wine is crazy. Is that, a, is that a Chardonnay, Cam? That one is crazy. That's the only word I understood on the whole bottle was Chardonnay. So <laughs> that's good. Very, um, very fruity. Very mm. fruity. Oh, wow. That little get is amazing. Mine's really peppery. Nice, Chris. Is it a Shiraz? Nice. Lou, is it a Shiraz? Yeah, it is. 2019 Shiraz. It's very peppery. and. They usually will have. Mm. I've got to ask a question. Cam, I've got to ask a question. Your beloved Sea Eagles, mm. Manly, football team. Mm. What's the go with the jersey saga, mate? <clears throat> well, I had my Manly jersey on earlier because I was going to show solidarity and then I looked at all the angles of the what exactly is going on at the moment. I worked out I couldn't wear the Manly jersey because everything's too divided. So, uh, 
Manly's marketing department decided some six weeks ago that they were going to, on this weekend, design and prepare a pride jersey for the players to wear. And all it did was replace the white stripes with rainbow stripes to support the... I can't get all the letters right, so I'm going to try really hard not to offend anybody, but LGBTQQZQB. I'm saying that facetiously. I just don't know how many letters are anymore because I heard an A and a minus added onto one the other day, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So great initiative. Well done. Congratulations. Problem is I didn't tell the coaching staff or any of the players, and the players rocked up to training this week and said, here's the jersey that you're going to be wearing on the weekend. How great. And 50% of the NRL is Polynesian and their religion dictates that uh, they can't have anything to do with yep. that community. So seven of the Manly players, seven out of 17, said we're not wearing it. If we're forced to wear it, we won't play. Um, and now they're being completely destroyed by the media. Manly is being completely destroyed by the media. And uh, it's become quite a quite a debacle. So, so did they end up wearing it? Because I didn't watch any of this. So did they end up? They played a night. The seven players stood down. They refused to play. Um, wow. They then went to try and replace those seven players with the next best, most of whom refused to play because they're also Polynesian. Um, so Manly, if you watch tonight, will have a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds and, a, and one 29 year old who's never played first grade before running out for them. Um, yeah. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible situation on so many levels. I'm scared for, I'm scared for the players that stood down. I'm scared for, because they're being you know, completely thrown under a bus now. Um, you know, given no option and, and told on five minutes notice that this is what you're going to do. I'm scared for any people from that community who are actually in the NRL. There will be gay footballers that are playing rugby league at the moment who may have thought that they were starting to get to a point in 2022 where they could be comfortable with their sexuality and actually start living their life. Um, mm. um, I think what started with the intention of inclusion would now has now done the complete opposite and will drive those people potentially to very, very dangerous places. Um, I feel for the other half of the team who were happy to wear the jersey tonight's game mm. against the Roosters is very pivotal in the season. If you don't follow the NRL, it won't matter, but mainly the Roosters are fighting for the eighth spot in the competition. So potentially by these players being stood down, or standing themselves down, they've, they've cost themselves a season and, mm. and people play their whole lives to make it to the semi-finals and, and, and do certain sorts of things. Um, I feel bad for the coach and the captain who instead of the CEO and the head of the marketing department had come up with the idea, the coach and the captain had to front the media and apologise upon everybody's behalf. Um, the whole thing is... Absolutely horrible, and and whoever it's a it's a big call. And I thought about this before I was going to say it, but I'm still going to say to whoever thought it was a good idea to do this, not tell the players, not consult with the players six weeks ago. Whoever thought it was a great idea to bring this politics into the team, the club, and into rugby league. Not to mention this week in rugby league is women in league round. We're meant to be 
we're meant to be celebrating all the women who have helped rugby league be great. They should lose their job. Uh, no, I think I think but it was a setup by the under 18s and that 29 year old player. I appreciate you bringing some levity, but I worry like that we've seen what happened with um, kneeling during the national anthem and Black Lives Matters and whatever happens every time you bring politics into sport. People have lost careers over it. People have lost, you know, forget, or don't forget, don't forget Manly, but those seven players have a choice that was sprung on them. They're, they're brought up in a culture that doesn't accept certain things. Mm. They've been told here, you have to do this. They've said, no, they are now because society is now mainly run by a left agenda where you can't have a wine Thomas that says black cluster anymore. They're going to be vilified from, from pillar to post and, and, and cop a lot of grief, but that, you know, you can say what you want about the religion and their, their thoughts. You can have different opinions, but the whole idea was meant to be inclusion. And now we've got seven guys that have been completely excluded because of it and make more damaging as I said, is the, is the people who are from that community who are part of the sport who have just been reminded once again that it's not safe to be who you are. And uh, I think it's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. So I couldn't wear the Miami jersey because it didn't have a rainbow on it. And then the people would have said, well, he's not supporting that community. I just don't have a rainbow jersey. For me, I'd wear it, but mm. it's that divisive and that ridiculous and that negligence of the people who have let this happen that I, I think it's um uh, yeah, yeah mm. it, 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 it depends on which side you're on right so if you're on the side of the marketing team they 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 uh done very well because all the jersey are all sold you can't buy another one and single some six weeks ago they had Hugh Gray uh, is it Hugh? yeah Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Jackman. Uh, wearing one so it's been amazing publicity so for the marketing team it's been fantastic I think that we're putting dollars in front of people's lives, mate. That's that's yeah, yeah. yeah but this, this this is why I say everyone's got their own agenda. You, yeah. We three years ago when we first started this, we were about the myth buster. We were telling people it's all about agenda. When if if I was to look from the uh, uh, LBGT and then QIA, uh, well, that I'd say they've won because they they cause for the first time is now uh, on. Mm -hmm. Right, the people whose faith is very important to them and these Poly seven Polynesians, obviously, they do take, and, and you go to some of those countries there, the Christianity is big. Mm -hmm. So they, they have maybe stood up for what they believed in, like, uh, what is it? Is it uh, Kapanuk or what, what is it? Uh, the, 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 the guy who- Kapanuk, right, the yeah. first black who kneeled the yeah. first bloke so, for the answer. But now they now they've been banned from that game even tonight. They can't even turn out. So now they chose they chose not to play. Here's the thing. I think No, 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 but they banned. Yeah, they can't even turn out. It's well, I don't think they should turn up for their own safety because of the way the world's gone, right? That was my fear because Des Hasler came out and said they will be at the game, and that to me was insane. But if I had spoken about it six weeks ago and internally and had discussions, one of the one of Manly's greatest ever players was Ian Roberts, who still to this day is the first openly gay athlete in Australian yep. sport. Yep. And if he had spoken about it, there oh, would have been a way around it because not to throw. Now I'm going to throw a hand grenade. The same people whose the same people whose religion 
won't let them wear a rainbow jersey or wearing a jersey that has points bet written all over it and supports gambling. And the stadium they play at is Four Pines Stadium, which is an alcohol company, right? So on a, the people who are on one side of the argument, that's what they're using as ammunition to go over after these players. If, if whoever had come up with the decision, if you had, Hugh Jackman had sat down with the players six weeks ago and said, this is what we're thinking, what do you think? We wouldn't be talking about this right now. I can guarantee. I, I, I disagree. Uh, I think the uh, the you probably end up at the same place. You probably end up with the seven say, uh, the seven guys still saying no, and you probably end up with leaks. They call leaks, and and the same saga would have come out. So there's I don't. We, we live in the in, in the times that is very interesting for the moment. There's there's a lot of things that are coming up, and there's going to be. People who should say certain things just shut up. And there's people who actually uh, would want to follow the side of the seven players, but can't even say it. And then there's people who uh, want to 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 support the, uh, the the pride jersey, but won't say it. So they, there's every kind of group. And what do you know why? You look at the agenda, the business they run, and and what they represent. They're gonna be saying certain things, mate. It's that's. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think it's the jersey I'm talking about. I'm talking about everything. You know, everything that we stand for, we don't stand for. It's the same thing. You, you look at now, I, I, I see people who are saying, well, look at the Aboriginal anthem now. Uh, apparently on planes, uh, takeoff, apparently on, 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 on landing, apparently in woolies, apparently in shops. Some people are going to go for, some people won't. And you know what? You will not get people's opinion because that's going to be depending on the agenda. Yeah, I'm more worried about the mental health of the people involved, man. That's and that's on a serious level. The people who took one side and the people who, as I said, are in the sport. There's no way there's five thousand rugby league players in the sport and some of them aren't gay, right? So yeah. I think yeah. what's happening what, there is what about what about these this uh this rugby player here who was the only one who came out and who probably lost friends and who probably had issues and well, it probably helped him that he was the hardest man in rugby league because he's he's also nearly gone to jail for beating the shit out of Gary Jack on the field, right? So, yeah, but he's become an actor and, and and done different things. It's probably, I mean, it's, I'd love to be able to talk about. Does it even have a place in sport? Sport is meant to be a safe haven for people, right? And so. Does Black Lives Matter, does kneeling for the anthem, does pride, does all that stuff have a place in sport or is it meant to be where it doesn't matter where you're from or what you do or who you vote for, you got two footy teams playing each other and and you're divided on those lines. To try and politicise the sport, that's one of the arguments I've heard, which I kind of agree with. Like, why why are we doing it? And, and that's not a... And that's, that could get taken as, oh, you don't care about... The LBGT, whatever community, that's not the point at all. What's it? What's it got to do with rugby league? Because they're already, it's already inclusive. Why are we? Why are we using sport as a forum to introduce politics? Now, if that hadn't happened, none of this would have happened. There would have been no leaks or nothing. And the reason that they're going, oh well, they're asking every other coach, would you be happy for your team to wear a pride jersey? Yes. And they're asking the NRL, oh, I'd love the idea of a pride round. More than 50% of the NRL is now Polynesian players. So if they have a pride round, there will be no NRL that week. Okay, you can... And the under 18 will be very lucky. <laughs> All right, listen. Do politics, belong to, 
Yeah, Anna, we're dragging on, but politics. Yeah, we, need, we, need, we, need, we need to move on because I think that there's a, a, a lot of talk and there's a lot of uh, television show on that. Um, I, I think we've given uh, this a little bit more of our time than we should. Mm, mm. What I believe is to really have a look at what's coming up in the interest rates. That I think that, that was something that uh, is very interesting that in America for the second month in a row, they just had an interest rise of 0.75 which will make 1.5% increase over the last two months in America. Mm. And that to me means that in Australia, there's going to be another one. Because mm. yep. right That's now right. We, only, we only had one, two, five, isn't it? One their inflation is the highest it's been ever. Next week. So I've got a, I've got a, I'm trying to put a sale together at the moment and the buyers who I believe um, have come to us and said, look, we've sacked our broker, we've gone to a bank direct, they've said we can get an extra $20,000, but they've also told us if the deal's not on a contract by Tuesday, Tuesday coming, we won't be able to get that money anymore. So can you please take that to your owners? Now, my owners, it's uh, uh, a deceased estate, there's a bunch of siblings involved. Um, I've given my opinion on the price. They didn't like my opinion on the price, so they're on the market much higher. They've had 20 people through the property. They've had four offers. The offer we've got on the table from these people is $100,000 more than any other offer. Wow. It's still lower than the price guide, but it is in my opinion. Like The, the offer is where I said the property was. Um, they don't believe that interest rates are having an effect on people. And uh, these are the conversations that that we're now having from a real estate point of view. And Thomas knows full well in our office, we've just put a deal together for a couple of brothers with a deceased estate who a couple of months ago said no to $820,000 and have just had to sign for 680. Um, so there's a couple of, one, there's still people out there who think the interest rates or that the market isn't changing and, and two, how big an effect, I mean, that's, on an 800, well, what we thought was a $750,000 house. So when they got offered 820, we thought, Jesus Christ. So for $140,000 in two months on an $800,000 house, my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Um, big trouble right. and little trouble. Anyway, so I, I think that there's going to be more pain coming up. So mm. that's, that's where people need to really pay attention now and do something now. Yeah. Or endure that pain. Okay. Uh, obviously, if uh, they are not interested in, in selling or doing anything with their house, it doesn't really matter. But mm -hmm. it's going to affect business. It's going to affect people's spending. It's going to affect uh, a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. okay. When you have a look at the, uh, Chris, you spoke about the interest rate, the, what is it, the uh, inflation. Uh, inflation. Uh, number two is housing. Housing is the second highest factor impacting mm -hmm. on inflation. The mm. first one apparently is just uh, clothing and 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 and, uh, and shoes. <laughs> oh, okay. women, women. Can I say that in twenty twenty two? Clothing I and shoes. I heard it was construction. Wow. I read. I read between the lines there. Bloody women, mate. All right, come on. What's the subject for this week? The subject this week, success or blame, why you cannot have both to succeed. So, big one. Big one. Big one. So what do you reckon? Me? Yeah. Ladies first. <laughs> I think... Um, inflation. Did you just say inflation? 
Our ladies first. That's what led to inflation. Clothes and shoes. <laughs> rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish. No, of course. I mean, I blame, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us grow up and, and naturally um, learn to blame people, circumstances and a lot of things on why we are where we are and why we're not where we are and et cetera, et cetera. But I think as we get older and wiser, we learn that blame is purely just us um, passing our own pain and comfort onto others because we don't know how to deal with it. Um, there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot that uh, where it comes from, like the place and where it comes from. It's actually um, proven to be a, a survival technique over the history that they've, you know, studied that it's actually a survival technique that people use blame. Um, but yeah, I guess you can't, you've got to, accountability is number one. You can't you go well, all over the place there, Lou. I know, I know, I know, but I'm trying Let's to... Let's start with the thing first. So so, so you, you're trying to talk about like what we need to be doing right now, accountability, okay? So um, why do you think that it can't? So I, hmm? I, I just want to give an example. I think that it can. You can. You look, the, you, you look at the world of politics. What is it that you do if you are the opposition? You blame, you blame, you blame. So mm -hmm. then you get the vote. And when you blame and people are hurting at the same time, you get elected. So I don't know. Maybe it does work to, to blame in order to succeed. I think you can have both. Blame and success. You do or you don't? 100%. Both. You can have both. Chris? Well, the thing was why you can't have both. The question was no. why you can't have both. Thomas doesn't like semantics, mate, so I wasn't going to bring that up. But the question was... Why <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> but look, you were right. There are a lot of people that are successful that do blame. But I think that is the, the small end of the scale. I think the large end of the scale is people hide behind excuses. And I think it's a defence mechanism, like Lou said. Um, and where it's on a few things, social acceptance, protecting our own ego, not wanting to lose face. Uh, you know, there's probably a dozen other things I could say, but I think that's the majority of the reason where people blame is they don't want that confrontation mm. uh, with themselves and whoever they're, they're, they're dealing with. So mm. I don't think the majority of people, the majority, I'm not talking about the minority like bloody politicians, um, the majority mm. of people, if you want to be truly successful, whatever that success looks like, you, you've got to have ownership. Yeah. You've got to have ownership. Of what do you do for a living, Chris? Uh, me? I'm a professional wine drinker. Yeah. <laughs> Real estate agent, mate. You know that. You ever taken over a, an existing listing from another agent? I have. You ever blame the other agent for not selling Never. the house? Never once. Blame them. You've never, you've never, you've never said the reason you haven't sold is because you chose the wrong agent or words to that effect. I, I've said there might be some cause and effect within that, within that structure. How was your experience? Oh, I didn't get any feedback. Okay, well that's not going to be helpful to the solution and yeah, so forth. Blame so the strategy. Talk through the yeah. process, but I didn't sit there and blame someone else because that's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm coming into a situation that went wrong. I didn't blame the person, but we had to talk through the process. It's like if someone trips over, because mm. I was watching the person trip, 
or you tripped on this rock. It's not I'm talking rock about spot. what you should do. I'm talking about what you have done. Yeah, but when I you know, of course I've taken over listings. I know. I know. I was about to say hundreds, but I would have been lying. I know a dozen successful real estate agents who spend their whole time blaming other agents for for other people's misfortune. They're yeah. successful. But when you say they're blaming, like you mean blaming directly to the vendor and saying, hey, well, it's the same same analogy as a politician, right? So Labor says that it's Liberals' fault that the country's in the shit and then Labor takes over and turns out we're about to get another interest rate rise tomorrow, right? People blame people. That's what happened. Okay, so let's now let's move let's move on here now. Um Lou, the, the 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 topic is success or blame. Why you cannot have both to succeed? So why do you think we can't have both in real estate? So we're talking about our industry. That's what we do, yeah. Yeah. Why is it that we can't have both? Because I think if if you're constantly blaming other people for or situations as to why you're not where you are or why you, you know you've done or haven't done a certain thing you're not taking ownership for your own actions so you just constantly like we all know scenarios where for example within an office environment or a team environment where you've got one person for example that always dob 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 and this this like this person did that or that person did that basically in that scenario what they're doing and we know this well is they're taking the the focus off themselves and their own results and trying to slide under the radar to 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 you know, um, be unseen or, or their their lack of results or whatever the case might be. So a lot of people use blame to survive. Um, so I'm saying you can't be successful if you're constantly not taking ownership of your own actions and trying to put the blame on everybody else. You know, you've got to own your, your actions. That's just plain and simple. The other thing is when you're blaming people and, and situations, you're always blaming, it's a, it's a, you versus them or a scenario where it shouldn't be like that it's it's yeah i, I don't well, know i, I think well, that's what, what what about you cam so why why do we why do we stand behind that title that topic uh well i'm gonna oversimplify it and i was gonna try and save my argument for later but in in lou's instance you can 100% be successful with blame because as long as you're blaming yourself, you're going to be successful and not blaming others. But we're, we're using examples of only blaming other people. There's circumstances that are out of your control. There are things that happen where it might be better for someone. Something happens that, and, and hopefully we've done this with new recruits because we want them to swear word up all the time, right? I think Thomas should say, what What do we want recruits to do all the time, Thomas? I don't know, what is it? Make sense early. F word, fail, I want you to say fail. We want them to fail early, right? And, and, and to help them along, to help them be successful, we won't sit there and go, this was your fault and you did this and you did that. We'll blame something else for it to help them feel better and move along. So um on the side of blame is yourself i'm a hundred percent believer yeah I, but, but why can't you why can't you have both you can no no this is the the title the title says why we can't have both oh well if it's not going to be a debate we have to pick a side 
we're not picking sides. No, then... because the, the way the way that we're picking sides, people know already. It's it's like all, all right, right. All right. So let's be, let's be done with it. You can't you can't have you, you you can't have both unless the blame is on yourself, right? And that's that's the bottom line. The, the reason you can't have both is because if the only way to be successful and the most successful people on the planet solve the most problems. Can we agree on that? Yes, right? So to solve a problem, you have to think of a solution. Yes? Right. So if it's if the problem is someone else's fault, immediately you stop looking for a solution and you start waiting for that person to fix it because it's not my fault, right? If something hasn't turned up in time or something didn't happen or something in real estate, it's the buyer's fault or it's the vendor's fault that they didn't take an offer or it's this or it's that, you never move into a solutions-focused mind. And if you're not in a solutions-focused mind, you will never be successful, ever. The idea of being successful is to solve problems. Can't do it if it's someone else's fault. Yeah, but it's still necessary why we can't have both. Chris, why, why do you think we can't have both? Look, I, I think internally, Cam, you can't blame yourself. When you blame yourself, you're taking accountability for your actions. And I think it's completely different to blaming yourself you can Same. definitely blame others no i think it's different i think you're taking accountability going i've done wrong there and i need to improve and i think until someone realizes the fact that they're responsible for their own actions they're responsible for their own outcomes mm -hmm. um they'll never move forward even yeah. if they have some limited limited success i still believe true success Whatever that success look, success looks like, yeah. will become from will come from truly understanding self accountability. Um, yeah. And you're the one who introduced me to the book about it, which was the Four Agreements, right? Yeah, mate. I, listen, the thing is, as I said, you can have both as long as you blame yourself. And you can call it accountability. You can call it what you want. But the, the, and I've said it on this podcast before. The thing I love about 100% owning everything that you do is you get to celebrate the good as much as you get to, to be hard on yourself for the bad. You can have blame and success because I think blame... Yeah, but, Cam, blaming yourself... ...sent in the right direction. Blame sent in the right direction is key to success because if you can't look in the mirror and go, that was my fault, you can't look in the mirror and go... I'm so great. You can't take credit for the good and not take credit for the bad, and you won't ever get to the really, really good. I don't want to get into the semantics of accountability or accountability or blame, but I think blame comes with a notion that nothing will change. I think accountability comes with a notion that you want to change and you want to move forward for the better. So I think those two words have to be separated because I really don't I think, think someone, yeah, whether I they're blaming someone or blaming themselves, I don't think they'll improve. And if they're not improving, they're not succeeding. Yeah. I don't want to get the semantics of one word, of a couple of words, but that I think the next thing is pe people don't understand how to get out of that sort of habit um, of that Hang blame on. on the outside. Why, why don't we just talk about that first? So, so we, we Thomas are... is waiting. No, you know what Thomas is doing? He's sitting there asking us all and he's writing notes because he's come up with a way that you can have both and be successful, but he doesn't want to say it. So he's steering the conversation. No. He hasn't spoken yeah, yet. Thomas, yeah. tell us, Thomas, yeah. tell us why you can't have yeah. both. Okay, yeah. you should not let your NGE now um, direct <laughs> the way you should behave. 
What you need to be doing is to be an adult in the room and say that maybe what Chris has been saying is great. And that even though it is not you coming up with that concept, that it is okay that somebody else came up with that great idea. <laughs> but instead, you, what you try to do is to steal the limelight by diffusing Chris and pushing the focus on me or what I have. You're a very, very good salesman, Mike. That's perfect. I, I think, tell us more. I think you have to be careful. Okay, I'll share with you what I think about why you, we, you, I don't think you can have, I mean, why you can't have both. It, to me, it's very simple. When you blame, whether it's yourself or the other side, but let's say you blame somebody else, you actually weaken both the other person and yourself. This is where you have. Success requires you to strengthen yourself all the time. Success requires you to constantly go forward. And as you do the blaming, you, you're actually putting yourself down, let alone the other person or other things, you know? Yeah. Uh, for example, the market uh, is really going down. The interest rate's going up. I don't know how to get more leads. What you're saying is, yes, the market, I mean, you might, it's going to get tougher for the market, but also I can't overcome the market. Mm-hmm. When you say, well, the... The, uh, the, the person who was supposed to just uh, have organized for the uh, computer system to do this did not get the uh, button right for the prospecting. What, what you do is, yes, you, you're weakening the person, and, 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 but you're also weakening yourself. Mm-hmm. This is, so I truly stand behind this thing that in a small business like real estate, in mm-hmm. our own life, mm-hmm. You're gonna have to pick one of the two. You can't just succeed with both of them. That's absolutely. And, and, absolutely. and I think that what Chris you said is very, very nice. Is when you blame someone, there is no action required from you. Yeah. The, the, right. The market's bad. Suddenly now, there's no need for me to improve. The market's bad. I, I need to wait for, for for the market to improve. And I thought Chris, that was a very good point. Yeah. But what about when you blame yourself, Thomas? Because the, the not to let my NGE go, but one of Chris's points was you can't blame yourself. That's accountability. You can blame yourself 100% for something not happening, right? Yes, you, you can. And, and then can. Chris's point was that then, well, you're not going to improve if you blame yourself. Mm. You've got a choice once you blame yourself. You've got a choice once you blame yourself. You yeah. can go, that was my fault. Oh. I don't want to do that again. How do I get better? I can go, that okay. was my fault. I oh, will. Okay. And, and I think that that comes from uh, Scott Matthews that was on one of your sessions um, who instead of blaming himself about things that he steps up, he would go, what's good about this? So I, I think I don't truly believe that in real estate you should even spend any time blaming yourself. Mm. Mm. I mean, I had, I, I believe that one, one of our team members who's left lately has spent a lot of time blaming himself. And, and when you bash yourself to... At one stage, you have to give up. You know, if if you are, let's say you're in a couple and, and you're not good and you're not doing this and, and you shouldn't have done this and you should, at one stage, something's going to have to break, you know? So I, I believe that blame in, in terms of energy is going to be negative. What we no. need to do is, and we're going to get to that very soon, is to really resist going down the road of blame, whether it is self-blame, Blaming things or blaming others. 
Mm. We're in real estate, right? How many times do we walk out of a listing appointment and go, oh, they didn't pick us because of fee? Well, they didn't pick us because of price, right? How many times do we hear other salespeople go, oh, it was just because my fee's too high? You know why you didn't get the listing? Because you weren't good enough. Yeah, right? and we know that, Ken. And that's, you, if you can't acknowledge that, and you're going to keep saying it's the fee and you're not going to blame yourself for not getting the listing. You're never going to get any better as a listing agent, Thomas. Well, I don't, I don't even understand what you're saying now, because I, I think you, well, you're you just saying as a, as a real estate agent, we I think that blame you're yourself. shifting your position. Your position no, is if I go out from a listing, I didn't get it, man, mea culpa. I wasn't good. I didn't do it. I don't think that that will get you towards success. Well, neither will saying, yeah, but neither not, will saying, oh, it was just because of the fee. It was just because no, of the fee. No, you weren't not, good enough to overcome no, the fee. Or you weren't good enough to make you stronger. Okay? You, don't, you don't think going, hang on, I wasn't good enough in that listing appointment, I need to get better, is going to make you stronger? We talk about, listen, we've done too much on That's this podcast. Being accountable for your we've, we've, taken, we've done too much on this podcast over the years about being responsible for your own actions to sit here and go, don't blame yourself, right? You're full of it if you're going to sit here and say, oh, all of a sudden, don't blame yourself and it's okay. Because that's all we've talked about for three years is being responsible for your own actions. We're talking about real estate. There is We're not saying don't blame, blame yourself, man. Blaming yourself. Thomas just We're said blaming all, yourself. Hang on a second. Oh, no, I don't no, think no, blaming no. yourself. Take, I don't think blaming yourself is healthy. Yeah, no, you're right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've said before. It's just that. That's the reason you get the listing. You're right. Blaming is destructive. Is destructive. Accountability is constructive. So yes, you can either take the the blame and not improve, or take. A respond, be responsible, take accountability and improve. Yeah. It's one or the other, mate. And, and no, that's what we're saying. one or the other. You're the one using semantics, mate. I'm putting him in the but same I'm basket. I'm putting him in the but same basket. Walking out of a listing appointment, not I'm getting not. it and going, I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough. I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough in that listing appointment is accountability slash blame, whatever you want. We know, we know this at our level. But necessarily the people that are watching don't know this. Hence why we're saying you can't have blame to be successful because a lot of people, new recruits particularly, they will walk out and go, oh, it was the fee. You know, I'll make Cuddy's fee in half. And it's easy to walk out. And you know what? Blame, it feels good. Like procrastinating and like making excuses. It feels good. We all know how to do it. We've all done it. But when you get to that level where no, it doesn't drive success and create solutions. You learn to go beyond that. And that's what I think I'm trying to get across is we've all been there and done it. We're all guilty of it, but you've got to, choosing blame is still an action and it still requires accountability. And I think that's sort of what Chris is trying to say as well, Chris. Unless, yeah? unless you have a father like mine, uh, back in my younger days, when I blamed the school for not teaching me, right? That's why I had the school report was bad. I got punished. Oh. When I blame myself for not trying hard enough, I got punished. So yeah. I, I just learned that don't go close to blame because it won't work. All right. So and we will talk a little bit about then what do we do instead, you know, and, and I think it's, it's a matter of training. But I, I personally believe that blame is a negative uh, way of doing things. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that uh, I said his name earlier. I, I repeat it. I think that Scott Matthews is a guy who was on the uh, podcast twice and said, yeah. What you need to do is to stop the blame game, full stop. Mm -hmm. 
whether it is self-blame or not. What you can say is, I lost it. You take responsibility and now you do something else. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's have a look. So what do you think that those people in sales should do really if we're asking them to do something else? I think first of all, we've got to, I think there's three points where we've got to look at on, on the blame. Is it, 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 it like your environment? Is that the, the environment that you're in? Is it the skill level you got? Or is it the self-talk that you have? And that's, I think that's the first three things that we've got to divide it up to because the answer is different for each of those. Um, and if it's the environment you're in, an environment of blame, and unfortunately, we've been, we live in a society of blame. Um, everyone on the internet, and we talked about it before, they're pointing their finger at the government. Um, our parents growing up, oh, the interest rates are too high. We can't afford a house because of this, or we can't go there because of that. Um, so I think there's, number one, you've got to, you know, identify where most of that blame's going. Is it socially? Is it within a work group? Is it within your skill level? Or is it within a mindset? I think one step deeper than that too, Chris, is you've got to realise what triggers it within you as well. You know, because a lot of the time, I think it's a fear-based. I think we fear disconnect with other people. And so a lot of the time this this blame arises when we feel insignificant or we fear for our safety in terms of if I don't take the spotlight off my if I if I don't take the spotlight off me and put it onto somebody else I may lose my job I may lose my position I may not get that promotion so I think it comes from a a, a level of fear safety survival and, and disconnect because you know it's all in a nutshell it boils all almost back down to ego you know, and it's a very, very interesting situation we had today where we had a gloves off meeting with our team. And there's a few people where as if we had this gloves off meeting six months ago, I could assure, assure you that several of them would have walked out. I would have got a six million page email or text message, which screw you and the horse you rode in on and blah, 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 blah. But you know what I got? A whole bunch of people showing up and taking responsibility for their actions saying, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm bad, that was my bad, and I see where you're coming from, and I'm not gonna blame others because I'm completely guilty of everything you said. And I was like, do you know what? That's the most awesome thing, because rather than blaming everybody else and all the scenarios for where they are or what happened, they just went, it is what it is, you got me, and I'm sorry. And it shows a level of growth for me and those people, but it's also been from, um, experience and and learning through some of our training and whatever else so yeah it's a deeper level than i think what we think i think once you make it too deep for people it seems too hard the easiest way to change a negative emotion is action so the minute that you miss a listing go and find another one there's a there's a saying that says action diminishes all negative emotions um, the minute that you, we can all speak to this, the minute that happened to me today, I jumped back on the phone today and started prospecting. We don't have enough listings in any of my offices. I jumped on the phone. Right? All the negative emotions for that hour disappeared because I was taking action towards it, right? You miss a listing. You haven't got time to dwell on it. Where's the next listing coming from? The, the worst that can happen mm. is that you miss whatever and you do nothing about it because that's when that's when blame's got time to enter your 
your thought process, right? That's when blame, a sale falls over and you're not onto the phone of the next buyer five minutes after the sales falls over, you've got time to blame the old buyer, you've got time to blame the vendor, you've got time to blame everybody. Hopefully, I disagree with all of you, hopefully a little bit on yourself for not doing, doing what you should have done. But then the next step is, right, what are we going to do about it? So action, action fixes everything. It's and funny, we don't, we don't have to take we don't have to go too deep because it can take people years. We've been, Lou, we've been sitting in front of TL, you've been sitting in front of TL a lot longer than me. Right? And, and a lot of that stuff, a lot of that understanding of the deeper meanings of things only comes through experience and through, through sitting through oh. 10 years of 300 page manuals, right? So, you know, and you said before that people watching this might not understand what we're talking about. So on a, on a completely superficial level, or maybe one layer deep, you're not happy with what just happened or you feel like blaming someone to take an action to fix it, all of a sudden it will change like that. I challenge, I challenge everyone to prove me wrong. You no, won't be able to do it. I 100% agree with you, Cam, and, and that's why I've spent many years playing the blame game probably three quarters of my life, to be honest, because I think anybody that says that they don't is, is lying because that's what we're naturally born to do. It's not my fault, it's them. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying you didn't agree. What I'm saying is if we make it too deep, we, we've said on here before, change is hard. Exactly. And if we, if, we have the goal, if we have the goalpost set 10 kilometres down the road instead of 10 metres, a lot of people don't want to walk 10 kilometres or run 10 kilometres, right? But 10 metres, shit, I can just get there. So hopefully it doesn't take everybody 10 years to learn what we're trying to explain now. And that's the point. Like, it, it, you know, we can all blame and, and spend 10 years to learn the lesson, which, you know, I probably did. But hopefully people can understand that you don't need to blame and you shouldn't blame. And like Chris has said, you know, it comes back to taking ownership, responsibility and accountability and everything else. Um, because you can't be... I... I, I you just can't be, and, and I guess we've got to all the way go back to also everybody's dif different definitions of success because that's a whole nother um, podcast probably. We're talking but, about recruits. Yeah, it is, but we're talking exactly, about recruits at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. We're talking everyone. No, no, we're talking about We're the same with everyone. We heard Cam, we heard uh, Lou. What, what do you think? What, what, what can people do to stop the blame or do something different? No, Chris said he had three different things uh, to break it into. Okay, he's, got he's got environment, he's got skill, he's got self-talk. This is why I so What do you think? So I remember what they think. What do you think, Teo? What do you think people can do to change? I, I think that one of the things that people can do is to make sure that they come with a solution with every blame. So if I blame the office for not doing something for me, I must provide a solution, right? So uh, when I first started in real estate, the office was pretty disorganized. There was a lot of things that was not right because there was no managers in the, in, in, in the room. And so uh, at one Christmas break, I, I sat down, I went out and bought a, a very small uh, laptop because I didn't have one. It was 500 bucks. It was a Toshiba, like a brick. But I thought I need one of those in order to work. And I spent that 500 bucks and, and spent my entire uh, Christmas break on writing the 64 pages of procedure manual. When at the end, 
I said, I went to the, the leader, I said, hey, listen, I think that the office could actually do better if we were better organized and blah, blah, blah. John, do you know how many people, how many times people come and ask you for things that you really should not even ask you about? And I said, so here's a procedure manual. From here, they should not ask you that many questions. And I think that if people or salespeople really sat down and said, all right, from here on, I will commit to only blame, right, which is pointing at something only if I can come up with a solution. It will really change our life. They will become successful. Yeah. Yeah. I had that when I started my career. Didn't like the computer, didn't like the chair, didn't like the table, went and bought it myself. Didn't have an iPad to do the kit on, so I went and bought my own iPad. Nowadays, and I don't know whether it's to do with the generation, but it's, oh, well, I need this or I can't, I can't do it. Okay. What am I going to do if I can't do it? So the old adage is, if it is to be, it's up to me. That that solves everything we're, we're talking about here. But if it is to be, it is up to me means I still think you, you've got to blame yourself if things aren't going right. Now, where I'd like to pick Thomas's brain, and I might be going off too early, is I'm someone who has taken that to heart too much. I kick the shit out of myself constantly, man, and sometimes it just And to your point earlier... Doesn't feel good after a while, man. Doesn't feel good. But you can't bring yourself to point the finger anywhere else. So how, where, where does the line get drawn? Where does it, it doesn't the... work. It doesn't work, Cam. I've known you for a few years now, so I can say this. But he, he, here's the thing, and, and this is one of the topics that I talk about in one of the podcasts, the other podcast that I'm doing with the uh, psychologist. And that is when you blaming... If you really look deep, blaming is a conversation technique. So, and, and, and one of the biggest things that people need to realize is that when you blame, quite often what you do is you try to equalize, right? So I feel inferior to Cam. Whatever I do, I feel less than Cam. So now I'm going to go, hey, Cam, why aren't you doing this? Mm, mm. It is my conversation technique to equalize Cam to me. Yeah, because no human being will ever just live like an ant while the other person is mighty gone. So yeah. what, what we try and do in using blame is that. And when you do self-blame, you keep on putting yourself down. But at one stage, your, your psyche reacts and goes, I need to put somebody else down. Otherwise, I can't feel good about myself. So self-blame will lead you to becoming a bully because you don't are there. And, and it's not that they say silly bully first. First, it's gonna, you're going to be putting other people down. You're going to blame them. But when you're a boss, mm. you've got every right to put them down because you pay them, you can do that. That is now when you turn into a bully. And, and, and hence, self-blame is not something that I advocate people to do. You should never self-blame. You should love yourself first. You should really become responsible and accountable, but never blame yourself. Mm -hmm. So to Chris's point then, where's the line between blame and responsibility and accountability? Because I never want to be a person who says that was your fault. No, no, I think Cam. Ever, ever. Ever. I can't, I won't do it. I yeah. can't do it. Going back to what Chris said, a little bit of the self-talk, you know, when certain situations happen, what we do as humans is we create stories in our minds of how we see the situation or how we see it playing out or what our version of events was or will be or could be and so one of the things that i've learned over the years is when i'm a when i start to feel myself 
um, blaming somebody. You know how I know when I'm going to do that? Because I start rehearsing the conversation in my head. Okay, and when you start to rehearse the conversation in your head, you know, okay, you're being a bit resentful and, and going to point the finger. But one of the things also is you've got to think about what is the, what's the story that I'm telling myself here of what's happened, what's going to happen and why it's their fault and not mine. Then, you know, no, you're, in the blame, you're in the blame shame circle there, you know, and so you've got to, sorry. The question I asked was, where's the line within yourself? I'm not talking about blaming other people. Well, that's the line. When you start... Preston Thomas about saying that blaming yourself and is is no good, but responsibility and accountability is perfect, right? So where's the where's the line between blaming yourself and being responsible and accountable? So you don't... You've probably led me to more, one of my questions. The answers to one of my questions is... Um, is when you don't know the answer, usually what do we do? Is we, we go and ask someone else. And re, re, but this is when it's important to have those that association, the mentors around you and the coaches and your your your, your, your top five people that you call. I recently lost a listing and I the ladies goes, Chris, when I'm ready, I'll call you in, so forth and so forth. And just when we're preparing for this this afternoon, that come up in my mind. And I got to a point going, I thought I had done everything I possibly could to get that listing. And I blamed myself for not getting it, but I did not know the answer to my question internally. What did I do wrong or what have I could do better? I, I didn't know that answer. And it was a, a bit of a loop that I'd fallen into. And I think you've, an, you've an, helped me find the answer to that question in your question was, I didn't reach out and ask for help. Mm. And at that time, it, I lost the listing and I've gone and I, and I tried to get out there and I, and I did everything we, we, we're taught to do. I didn't make that phone call to yourself or to Lou or to Thomas to go, you know, what, what is it that I could have done better? Mm, mm, and mm. I, I don't know, mate, I don't know if that's the right answer, or the wrong answer, but that that's helped me sort of realize maybe I, I pick up the phone a little bit late too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think before it gets to that, like obviously, yes, but, I think blaming. I can't, you can't. I can't walk out of a listing and go. That was because of fee. I have to walk out of a listing and go. Oh, I wasn't good enough to get that listing, right? Mm -hmm. Because anything other than that, you aren't going to improve. But what we're saying here is blaming yourself for it. That's no good. So what is the language then, or what is the difference? How do you take accountability? Because I can't have. You and this is more of a, it's a question. It's a question for me because I'm sick of kicking myself in the head, but it's also a question for my staff and for everyone around me because I don't want them walking out of listing appointments going, oh, that was just because of feet either, right? So you don't, calling yeah, I think, for I think you answered your own question, though, Cam. I think you answered your own question. When you walk out and you walk out without it, you just weren't good enough on the day. Right, but that's blaming yourself, right? So but it's but it's that's not blaming. That's not blaming, just, no. That's just a statement. But my question was what's the difference between blame and taking responsibility? That was my original question. But instead of saying you were not good, maybe you could say I could do better. I there is there is a solution that is out there that I need to find. Mm -hmm. So it's how you we phrase the thing. So blame it uh, ourselves is oh I, I, I wasn't good enough. No. What about all right? He's a person who was selling, 
because I yeah. found the motive. Where else could I have gone to really get that combination lock to open? Mm -hmm. And I think that this, it, 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 this leads me to, if you want to stop the blame, you have to change the way you language. Mm -hmm. You use good language, yeah. you get to feel good, and possibly you get to get the right answer. But you use bad language, definitely you'll always feel bad. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in that respect, this is why I say people need to really speak mm. a different language and that responds to mm. the uh, uh, one of the three points, which is, is it environmental skill or self-talk? Mm. Are we, and I'm, I'm the master for many, many years. Uh, I'm the master of, you, it, the problem is obviously with you. I'm the master of that. But I, I got to really understand that unless I change it, I'm going to get my kids to really repeat the same thing. Yeah. You know? And so it's how you ask a question. And I think that we need to go back to Scott's, I think three years ago, he did a podcast. That podcast is gold. If people, new people who are working in any office should listen to that podcast before they even go out to do a listing. Mm -hmm. The podcast that you boys, the two of you have done with him just a few months ago is a, another reiteration that you have to do that, mm -hmm. right? But then, there's, there's more than that. It, in, in, we, we have to be able to change the languaging, not against ourselves, but the languaging about how to solve it, mm. which, which joins back to what I said earlier. You cannot blame unless you have a solution to offer. Mm. 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 Yep. All right, so here's another way that I think that people can stop the blame. Um, you need to invest into learning. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a beautiful thing because most people who blame don't realize how much they don't know. And they don't care because for them, the, the little knowledge they have is enough. But the, the people who actually spend a lot of time in learning, they just realize I'm the driver of my own life. Right? Really? So where I'm going depends on where I'm driving. So, yeah. and, and, what I, and what they say is, well, if I don't know this and if I didn't close that, all right, where do I go? Which book can I buy to reach? And, and this is a question I ask as, uh, some of my salespeople. Each month, are you reading a book in your field? Your salesperson, are you reading a book in sales? Uh, that is my opinion about investing in learning. Mm. But what about the people that come to you every week, Thomas, or every day and say, what book should I read? And then you give them that book and you go to it a week later and you see that they've only bookmarked the inside cover. Right. What book should I read? I need your help. What should I do? And then they don't do anything with it. They do nothing with it. And then to Chris's point, ring in and ask them people for help. Help yeah, me, help so me, help me. And doing nothing with the advice. You know, I... I gave, I gave a copy of my upcoming book out to a lot, a, a few people, not a lot, like four. And um, I haven't received a feedback, right? I haven't received, but, and, and I'm sitting, this is me now talking a lot about me, all right? So don't, if you happen to be one, don't, don't, don't think it's you. I, I get given a book by one of my leader, 24 hours, I've, I've done it. Do you know why? Because if it is that important, 
that he sends it to me, it's done. <laughs> and this, this is the thing. And, and hence, my first leader always said to me, Thomas, you know, the most amazing thing about you, you're the best student I ever had. I teach you one thing the same day you use it. And you, you, I, I tell you one thing that is good, and I say it's good for you. You don't even question. You just do it. And that was when I first arrived in Australia, and I was selling insurance. I, and hence, I became, within a year, number one insurance sale in some of the big companies. So I, I think that what you need to be doing is if you get onto a source of knowledge, right? You need to behave like a, someone thirsty in the middle of the desert. You just got a source of water. Just drink. make sure you drink as much as you can. Right? And you can't be saying it's going to take me 24 hours. Mm. And really, the book I'm writing, you, you really, if you're an okay reader, you should be able to read it in four hours. Right? And so it, it's, it's fast. It's, it's, it's how fast you react to things. Uh, I give you a. a, a, a Is that what you're on, though, Tio? You want people reading it in four hours just to get it over and done with? No, no, no. It's no, but at least they have a gist of an idea. When a book is is good, you should reread it. And this time now, you want to learn something. You want to now assimilate it into your actions. And and I've said this many times already on on the podcast. My my first leader who got me to fall in love with reading used to call me at seven in the morning when I came home for, at two o'clock in the morning from Newcastle from selling insurance. And he'd wake me up and I said, oh, what are you doing, man? It, it's early. And he said, Thomas, you don't understand. I've just been reading this book. It's almost better than sex. You know, so I, I thought I'd just share with you. That's why I'm calling you. And he's now reading me and I'm half asleep with my phone like this. And he's reading me a paragraph of it. And he says, isn't that good? What did you get out of it? And, he, and I could go back to bed. But thanks to him, he got me to realize I don't have to know everything. There is a gold mine of knowledge that is out there. All I have to do is just read the gold mine. Mm. Then you stop blaming. Because when you realize, what's the use of blaming someone who didn't do it? If they don't read, they want no more. It means they're going to repeat. Mm. What's the use of blaming someone when you can read Get the information and fix it yourself. Mm -mm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's but going back to Cam's question, when you give them a book and they open the first page, or you tell them to listen to something and they don't do it, it's something. And I remember having this conversation with you, Thomas, in Town Green at Port Macquarie. The student will, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. You know, so you can't flog somebody to read, 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 or listen, listen, listen. I was one. I just heard it and heard it and heard it. And then one day the penny dropped and I was like, Ooh, why wasn't I listening to this stuff five years ago or reading this and whatever else? Because. And why ask? Sorry. Don't ask a question if you're not ready. She hasn't finished. She hasn't finished. But that's the thing. Like, I think, I think we all go through a period of our career or, or, or phase in our career, especially in sales and, and new recruits. We think we know everything. We think we've, we know better than those who have done it before us and all the rest of it, you know, and again, I think it's probably a human nature thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it takes time for people to, not everybody you give a book to is going to pick it up and read it, you know, um, and you can't make anybody. It's that you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, you know, but 
what you can do is lead by example, I suppose, is all I can say in that regard, you know, just, you know, you share the podcast or you share the audio book or you share the book, whether they read it or not today is up to them. But you're providing it and, and, and saying it's here and you should. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Oh. And, and, and this is why I, I'm, I'm not I'm not disputing that. Anyway, Cam, you were saying? My question was why when someone comes and asks you what book should I read? So mm -hmm. the student coming to the teacher, not the other way around. So someone, someone lead a horse to water, you can't make it to drink. Someone pointed out to me the other day, did anyone stop to ask if the horse was thirsty before you even started the walk, right? Mm -hmm. May I not be sitting on this panel? So I've <laughs> when I when I came in, when I opened my office, I'm like, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna get us to read a book every month, I'm gonna do all this stuff and I'm gonna have the greatest team ever. And I quickly realized that unless they were ready for it, they weren't gonna do it. So then you go along the lines of thinking they're ready for it, but then I stop doing all that and I wait for people to come to me and people come to me and they say, what book should I read? And what should I watch? And I go, okay, well, now you've come to me, the horse has come to the water. The water was just sitting there the whole time. Yeah. And then, and then you say, well, this book would be perfect for you. And then you see the book sitting on the desk two weeks later and it still hasn't been opened. And then a month later, and then I walk over and go, can I have my book back, please? Because the horse wasn't thirsty because, enough. No, but that's a, so why do people do that though? Why no, do we, 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 we talk about that. Sorry, sorry, man. You're right. But why we, 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 Chris, one of Chris's answers was ring up and ask for help. Why are we ringing up and asking for help that we don't want and don't really think we need and we're going to do nothing about? It's a little bit more complicated than that. I think it's beyond this. Uh, in my book, the, uh, the, the new book I'm writing, I truly believe I had someone yesterday in the middle of training came up to me and asked me, What book should I read? And I couldn't answer that question because what happened is after I've written this book, you cannot tell people which book to read unless you really know exactly their makeup because you, every book's good, but not every book's right for the, that person at that right time, right at that time. Yeah. So you, you have to know the mindset of the person the baggage that the person has mm. and where, what they aspiring to become for you to really give them the right book. Yeah. And the other thing is how many times have we gone back and reread our own books and got a totally different take on that exact book because we're at a different level of experience or lived experience or whatever, you know? So yeah, exactly. What think, saying. Ken, you, you said before, why do they call you? I think some people call you just to hopefully connect with someone else make a connection with you and why they don't actually do disappoint them. <laughs> but I think the other reason they don't do it is because a lot of people are too set in their comfort zone. They're too set in their ways, their comfort zone. They don't want to be pushed outside of that and they're not prepared to be. Mm. Mm. So when you're asking someone to do something that's outside their norm, because the majority of people don't sit down and read for an hour a day, they go, well, that's not what I usually do, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Give the book to someone who normally reads; it'll be read. No, that's what that's what I was saying before. I don't. I've stopped my ideal world where everyone just picks up a book and reads it, right? So I sit there and wait. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we, hold on. We, 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 are, we are going too much into books. I've seen a lot of books. Right, so we'll ask you I've seen before. a lot of book readers who never grow. Okay. So we'll ask you. I've seen people who are not book readers. All right. They, they what I call readers in digest. They, 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 they want to show people they're reading, but I've seen their actions. You haven't changed. You have read nothing. Yeah. Because unless your behavior changes, don't tell me you're reading. There are people who read one book, one book, and I see a total change about them. I go, that yeah. is what I'm looking at. I don't know. So, so I think that is probably another subject, which is read or change, because, because it's not the same thing. I've got guys who say to me, man, I, I read a lot of books, and I go, no, you can't read a lot of books. Your eyes look at a lot of vowels and, and consonants on the page, but I can see you haven't changed. You can't be a book reader. You must be one of those people who like to just rest their eyes on words. Mm. Mm. It helps your vocabulary, I've found. No, it actually doesn't either. <laughs> I've got lots of big words, mate. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you. I'm, I'm no, saying I know you. Oh, I, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of people who sit in front of me and say, I read a lot of books. And I go, yeah, okay. Looks well, funny. I the same. Last time I saw you and I remember you today. And I can tell you now, they say, you know, tell me who are your friends. I'll tell you who you are. I, I can tell you this. You, if you can remember the person a month ago and the person who is today, you can almost guarantee yourself which book they've read and which book they think they, they've read, they've never read. Yeah. Okay, oh, can, can we can we go like because we have like another 15 minutes here and, and the other podcast is very much big on this, but I, I think that we, we need to really have a look at this, uh, maybe in relationship to because we spoke a lot, a lot about sales. And I keep on saying to people sales is probably the only career I know where the skills we learn are not only good for our professions, but also good for home. So let, let's let's now imagine home like relationship. I, I truly believe that it, it works. Success or blame, you can't really succeed in your relationship unless you, uh, with both of them. Mm. Mm. Right? So you can't blame yourself. You can't self-blame and mm. think that your relationship is going to thrive. I believe that if the more you put yourself down, at one stage, you're going to have to use blame as an equalizer and find a way to blame your partner. So you either bring them down if you're successful or there will be a breakup because they so far ahead they go, no, I'm sorry, mate. You better get go into a different road. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I know it's a bit of a left field, guys, but um No, it's on it's on left field, dude. It is I was trying to explain to my team yesterday the beauty and the misery of real estate, right? The beauty <laughs> is the beauty is all you have to do is this, this, and this. And you'll be great at real estate. And the misery is if you don't do this, this, and this, you won't be any good at real estate. And every time you're not good, you'll come back to this, this, and this and go, oh, shit, I didn't do that. And relationships are exactly the same thing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's um, the ownership of it. I don't want the accountability of it, Chris, and responsibility of it, Thomas, instead of the blame of it. But still. Why are you putting that connotation to it? We just say it more. Oh, because you've got to blame yourself, for it, even though oh. you don't like it. But it's the little things, man. It's the little things done repeatedly. But it is. Yeah, it well, is. and you can do them better. 
It is, you know, it, and it's and sales is the greatest sale ever. Everyone looks at my wife and says, "How the hell did you do that?" I go, "Well, that's why I own three offices, baby. I can sell." Well, right? hasn't worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But, I can uh, sell, but it's not, it's not even a left field question. It's a it's a no brain. Everything we do in life is a sale, right? Everything. We sell to our kids, we sell to ourselves, we sell to our partners. And if we don't have one, we're doing a hell of a sale job to try and get one. Yeah. But, you know, do we also then sell blame to ourselves too, Cam? You know, on that level. Because I'm thinking about something that I was reading recently. And Renee Brown. Renee Brown. I'm going to 100%. 100%. 100%. I read, I read, I read 100%. other people too. I read there's, 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 hey, Sportsbet's got a book. You're two to one on to be Brene Brown. Let us know. What book was it? Who was it, Lou? It was Brene Brown. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! No, but I think, it's, I think it's a valid. I think it's a valid thing to talk about. I'm so excited that you're so excited about Brene Brown. But no, I think it's relevant to what we're talking about here. Okay, so um, basically, the situation was. The, the blame game came from a, a feeling of resentment towards somebody else. Now, what it stemmed from, her hubby was supposed to be home at 10 o'clock at night. She was flying out the next morning. He wasn't. He got home an hour later. Anyway, so in the morning, instead of her normal routine flowing like it did, uh, she ended up having to have two cups, cups of coffee. Long story short, she dropped the coffee on the ground and it spilled all up the front of her and she was about to jump on a plane. And the first thing that came out of her mind was... F-U-C-K, Steve, her husband. So in that nanosecond, nanosecond, she blamed her husband. And why did she do that? Because of the resentment she had from the night before of him not coming home when he was supposed to. And therefore that accident that happened on the floor is his fault. You know, and what she said in what she was saying is it wasn't resentment towards um what happened it was the fact that she couldn't do and experience what he did and and have that you know flexibility and whatever else so i think in relationships and that's what we were talking about in relationships it's quite easily to easy to blame the other side when there's a particular thing that you resent about them i know that's a lot but it's we're used to it. Chris is confused. Did you get the oh, Did you get on. the coffee stain out of your shirt, Lou? Or no, but she got it out of her pants. <laughs> Look, <laughs> with, with relationships or work or whatever it may be, Cam said a while back before it's action, actions create results, create beliefs, and your potential. And there's your cycle, right? Uh, and coming back to books, I read a book um, by a lady by the name of Mel Robbins. It's called the Five Second Rule. If yeah. you've got an idea in your head, just do it and, and, and because otherwise you'll start procrastinating. It's the same with work, the same with marriage. If you see dishes in the sink, just do them. You don't know how much it means to the other side. If you see flowers on your way home and you think, I should buy flowers, just do it because you don't know how much it means to the other side. A text message, love you during the day, means the world. Text message to your customer. Don't say I love you because that's creepy. But, you know, just saying, you know, whatever it is on the market, those little actions continually will create a habit. A habit will create results. And will create, results will create a belief in yourself to increase, increase your potential. So uh, whether it's in work, 
or at home, it all comes down to what Cam said before, is take action. doesn't have to be huge action. It can be small things done repeatedly. They become very big. Compounding effect. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, Crusoe. We, we did that recently. No, it's good. What were your Thomas? Cameron, Thomas. No, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I think you guys are pretty interesting. I think that uh, <laughs> I, pretty I, see, I, see, I see Cam over the last hour and a half really struggling with the fact that self-blame has not been accepted by Thomas. So he's trying to still make the point and I'm going, why are you still there with that animal that I released from the cage? I'm not trying to convince you, mate. So I'm not trying to convince I'm, you. I'm not... don't, don't, don't interrupt, please. Uh, so I said, <laughs> I, I think I think that the, the, not the etymology, but at the base, at the essence, blame is about finding fault. Mm. Whether it is self, things, people, blame is about finding fault. It is a bad habit. Uh, it is a habit not to have, whether it is towards self, other people, other things, external factors. It is about finding fault. What about finding great stuff? Therefore, it can't, we can't use the word blame. And, and in that respect, it is not right. But if we are blaming others, then we are putting others in the driver's seat of our life. And that's worse because we have a very short life. And if we can't even drive it, mm -hmm. then really, what are we doing? So hopefully that will let you relinquish the need to prove your point on self-blame. I, I, I will accept that for you, self-blame is valuable, Ken, and uh, I have no problem. But for me, I, uh, I have decided a little while ago now that there is no use in it, that only when the pressure of self-blame gets too much, I have to explode. And I will be bullying either my kids, my employees, or even my wife. Then that's the worst thing that can happen. Mm. Mm. And this is why I say the, you can't succeed in real estate by having both. You can't have both. You're going to have to decide, do I want to live a miserable life with blame? And justify the self-blame is fine, even though blame is about finding fault. Or do I just wear those lenses that look at blue skies in every situation around life? Mm. Mm. But it's okay, Cam. I'm, I'm cool with you with self-blame. Mm. I, I think it's all your fault, mate. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. Your timing on that was so good. You didn't get it. Have, have you been have you been holding that back for a while? Seriously, have you been carrying that nugget for a while? The headache right? yeah. I've had lately has had a certain Asian influence to it, and I can't put it down. But uh... <laughs> no, this this is why it, it's so so. Uh, at the beginning a... of this podcast, I said I said about the, the topic is big. I, I sometimes look at the topic and I go, you know, I wish our salespeople, even though they don't talk to us all the time, they have an opportunity every week to have a little bit of that, uh, a drop of what we go through to think about the subject, to, to do a bit of research, to, to go online and have a look at stuff, to think about, right, what is the difference between blame 
and, and success and, and why it can't go together and, and really do this kind of research. And in a, a bit less than an hour and a half, we can actually share with them our finding because they only get one or two lines out of this. They can really sit down and go, all right, how, how do I change this? How, how? Because I do this. I, I sat down with my team yesterday and I've been hearing stuff like, our oh, wall's not doing this and that's not doing that and this is not doing. And I said to them, listen, guys, everyone's got a master's degree in shit finding. You can find shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that is not going to make you great. Mm. You're going to have to stop doing that and find a reason for doing well in this business. Then you're going to do well. Mm -hmm. 100%. Every time that I see a shit finder, I see someone who's actually going to leave the industry unhappy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last bit of advice. Finding shit and everything you three are saying. Last bit of, last, last nuggets, last little quick, quick piece of advice to whoever's listening. Quick. Mm. Blue. Okay. Um, quick. Okay. I think at the end of the day, success is um, being able to look at yourself at the, in the mirror at the end of the day and feel good about the choices you've made. No person is without mistake. Everybody makes faults. Um, and if I have any ad good advice for anybody that's listening or new recruits particularly is, you know, don't, don't take 10 years to, to, to learn, you know, take on board take on board what we're saying, you know, because it's, it's, you know, been there, done it, you know, and it's all that old right. saying, if I knew now what I knew then, you know. Okay, I'm getting the wrap up. Cam, I Cam, Cam. No, I've got no words of wisdom, mate. It's <laughs> No, uh, your, your word of wisdom has been shared many, many times over the last hour and a half, which is like self, self blame it's all your fault, and if you don't think it's someone else's fault, self-flagellation. Mea culpa. I get it. Yeah. Okay. My, my thing would be stop worrying about what could happen or what might happen, and start focusing on what you want to happen. Simple. All right. My advice is simple. Before you say what you're going to say, think: Is that going to strengthen the situation or yourself or the other person, or is that going to weaken yourself, the situation, or the other person? Mm, yeah. That's a difference. All yeah. right. Good On that, thanks, guys. Talk See you guys. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, blame you. <laughs>